Welcome to The Brian Buffini Show, where we explore the mindsets, motivation, and methodologies of success. I'm David Lally, the producer of the show. Thanks for tuning in to the bonus episode today, part two of Principles from the Greatest Salesman. If you haven't listened to part one yet, you might want to start there at episode 171. Let's dive in. I'm going to give you 10 tips for a successful life that are going to lead into you writing out some things for yourself. Okay? Are y'all ready? Number one, be decisive. Be decisive. By the way, I hope you know that I'm a chronological thinker and communicator. So when I say number one, it's usually that which is of first importance. Everybody with me? So it doesn't mean number 10 is not valuable, but number one is of most value. So be what? Okay. Napoleon Hill wrote Think and Grow Rich, said the way to develop decisiveness is to start right where you are with the very next question you face. So how many of you kind of go back and forward on decisions? Could I see your hands? How many of you are going back and forward and you couldn't raise your hands because you were still thinking of the answer? Could I see your hands? Now understand that everybody processes information differently. So being decisive does not mean you make a quick decision. But being decisive means I'm going to go through my process, I'm going to parlay the facts, and then I'm going to do this. I'm going to decide and I'm going to live with it. Now, Beverly and I have a very different decision-making process, right, babe? And she has her way, and she goes this, and she goes that, and she needs to know this, and needs to know that, and so on and so forth, and back and forth, and she sees both sides of everything all the time, and that's a gift. But she's also learned with me, like, once I get to the point, I'll analyze the facts, I want to make informed decisions, but once I make a decision, I live with it. So if I make a decision, and it turns out to be not a good decision, I'm going to live with it. You know that. I'm willing to make a bad decision and live with it than not make a decision at all. If that makes sense, say aye. So you gather all the information. I'm going to show you go through the decision-making process. I'm even going to refer you to a book to help you with your decisions because this is such a crucial part of success. If you listened in the first section, today I begin a new life, I said today is not a date, today is a what? Was anybody here this morning? Today is not a date. Today is a what? So today is a decision. And because of that, the first of the top 10 tips for you is to be what? Be decisive. We're going to get into all this. Next, have a prioritized daily to-do list. It's about as practical as it gets. A prioritized daily to-do list. Prioritized daily to-do list. You guys have heard me say this all the time. Many of you do it. Many of you have done it. Easy to get in and out of the habit of it. Now look up here for a second. There are casualties to technology, okay? Just because you make something more efficient doesn't mean you make it more effective. Are you with me? So ultimately, we want efficiencies, obviously, but there are consequences to that, and some we need to redirect. So there's things you can do that, you know, like I say, there's things you can do to be more efficient, right? The CRM is a hell of a lot more efficient than a Rolodex. Would you guys agree? Okay? So the calculator is more efficient than an abacus. But I'm going to tell you right now in my observation, because time management and priority management is one of the keys to success that we coach people on. And here's what I'm going to say. Tech and electronic calendaring, I don't believe has helped people. Okay? I see it all the time. Now, I want you to know, I have my calendar electronically. I have my calendar 
every night before I go to bed, I check the next day what's going on, this and that and the other. My assistant, Jeanette, puts everything in. And then she'll even double up and send me a little text. Hey, remember your first appointment is. Okay? So I have that and it's very helpful. But let me say to you, the physiology of actually sitting down and writing out a to-do list is different. There's actually neural pathways in the brain that form when you write something. So when you write something down, it has a deeper connection. And basically the way you need to view it, it's like a dirt road. And it's like you're paving that road when you write. You pave that road when you read, and you pave it even stronger when you speak. So when we just observe something, it's not as powerful. So you can look at something as a screen, and it just doesn't affect you the same way. Are you guys with me? Now, I'm not trying to be tech busters here. We have all the tech in the world at Buffco, and I use a ton of tech. But there are some things that I'm still old school with, and one of those things is my daily to-do list. And I've tried every technique. And companies come all the time. Hey, Brian, would you try this? Because if you could get this and you like this, then we can sell a Brazilian of them and all that type of stuff. And all I'm going to say to you is old school, night before, I make my daily to-do list and it's prioritized. So the big stuff goes in first. And the more successful a person you become, here's what's going to happen to your to-do list. The less things you'll get done on your to-do list, the key element is it's what you get done on your to-do list. The more successful you become, you'll rarely come home and have check, 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 check. Okay? What happens is you might get half of a big A plus thing done in a day. You might get half of it done or all of it done and didn't get to the rest of it. And you're going to have to learn to live with non-check marks and you move it on to the next day. Are you tracking with me? Yes or no? It's kind of an old school deal. And so here's the deal. I've observed that in my own life. I've observed that with my team. We've observed this in our coaching. Yes, have the electronic reminders but have the physiological paper. David Allen is considered the number one efficiency expert in the world. He wrote the book, Getting Things Done. Have you guys ever heard of this book? And it became an entire movement around corporate America. Well, we had David Allen as our guest speaker at the Richmond Success Tour this year. Got to spend quite a bit of time with him. We did a podcast with him. He says this, you can do anything, but you can't do everything. And I said to him what my thought on this was, and I thought I was going to get hammered with him because he's developed this whole getting things done philosophy. It became a movement, and they put it all through corporate America. And I said, well, I want to tell you what I think. I love this, and I love this, and I love this, but here's my concern with the to-do list. And he goes, I'm 100% convinced of that. In fact, I'm doing an international conference for getting things done two weeks from now in Amsterdam, and I'm going to do it on put back your to-do list in paper. Okay, so that's episode 156 if you want to check that out, okay? Number three, I'm going to say it again, no plan B. And I'm going to explain what that is, no plan B. It doesn't mean your plan A won't have contingencies. It doesn't mean you won't have, well, if this and then, if then, if then. But I'm only going for one thing. You know what the word division means? Like to separate when people are divided, divisive. It's Latin, die, vision. It means when there's two visions. Die vision. Okay? And so what happens is if we don't have a clear picture of this is what I'm doing, this is why I'm doing it, and this is it. This is this is what I'm working for. This is what it's all about. And if I don't commit to that, and if I don't focus that, and if I'm not all in on that, I will be divided. My attention will be divided, my belief will be divided, my confidence will be divided, my energy will be divided, my resources will be divided, and my results ultimately will be massively divided. Are you guys with me? Famous soccer player from Dublin named Johnny Joyles, you never heard of. And Johnny Joyles used to talk like that. 
And he says, great teams always have a plan B. You know, look at Barcelona. Their plan B is to stick to plan A. <laughs> Next tip for a successful life. Affirm your gifts. Affirm your gifts. Now, you want to do this without being an obnoxious jack wagon. Okay? Let me tell you about my gifts, shall we? <laughs> but we speak out what's in the heart. And many of us, we don't articulate. And so we have to first articulate to ourselves. You have to first let it happen to your mind. And then you need to speak it out. And it's okay to speak it out to yourself. Okay? I got this. I can do this. Oh, this is what I'm made for. This is what I was put on earth for. Oh, this is in my wheelhouse. And occasionally, it's appropriate to share it with people, especially like, for example, if you're in a real estate transaction and all heck is going sideways and you just look at them and go, I got this. This is in my wheelhouse. Just, you know, I'm like a tea bag. The hotter the water, the stronger the flavor. Here we go. No worries. You just relax. I got you here. Guys being obnoxious, just so you know, I specialize in obnoxious people. Okay. Are you guys with me? But it's very important to affirm it. Because let me ask you this. How many other people are going to affirm your gifts? Now, there are special people in your life who will. But if you're not doing it first, where are you getting it from? Where are you getting it from? Where is that coming from? And the gift, by the way, just so you know, when it's done wrong, of course you sound like a jack wagon. That understand, it's called a gift. It's something that's been given to you. So if someone's an ego monster and they're thumping their chest, hang on a second here. You're thumping your chest about something that was given to you by somebody else. Right? Let's say, you know, Bev gets me a set of golf clubs. I'm like, <laughs> see the clubs I got myself? No, it's a gift. It's a gift. So when you have your gifts and you understand this is your gifts, and this is one of the reasons we do the heritage profiles, that a gift is something you have been given and blessed with. So... When you affirm your gifts, you're going, yeah, this is what I'm good at. This is what I was kind of wired for. Because the opposite is we don't affirm and we get run down. We don't think we have any value. And we look for that affirmation in all the wrong places. You with me? Muhammad Ali, Muhammad Ali, right? He used to say, I'm the greatest, I'm the greatest. You know why? Now, it was radical at the time, right? So first of all, it's a black man in the 60s speaking out. And the longer we get away from his career, the more they're like, eh, he kind of spoke out about Vietnam. He might have been right about that one right? You know why he was saying, I am the greatest? Because he wanted to believe it. Because he wanted to believe it. Now, you don't have to do that, but you could at least say it to yourself, okay? And there's other ways to say it, but here's what he said. It's the repetition of affirmations that leads to belief, and once that belief becomes a deep conviction, things begin to happen. The ability to be able to receive a compliment, fully receive a compliment, without needing a compliment, is the sign of a very high self-esteem. Now, I know all about this because I've worked on myself and been working on myself and working. I'm still a work in progress. I've been working on this for years because I used to be a guy who both needed a compliment and couldn't receive one when he got it. Anybody in here identify with that? Oh, no, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> oh, shucks. Okay. The ability to be able to fully receive a compliment and yet not need one is because you've affirmed yourself and you know, okay, for me, it's like, here's the gifts God's given me. And I'm very comfortable in those. And I don't find any ego or pride in that because it was something that was given to me. It's not mine. You know, it's currently on loan. Number five, understand the difference between intensity and contentment. These two things are critical. And you can have both. Personally, 
I think the reason for most people's success is there's just not enough intensity in the focus. I've been involved in a number of real estate transactions this year, and I've watched people involved in it just not have that intensity, just not on it. Like, there's just these little gaps and so on and so forth. Doing a major remodel, and contractor's been a little checked out, just not having that, boom. And it's all of a sudden, it, it runs everything down. You don't have the same focus. You're not as likely to refer. Things don't go as smooth. They're just missing that zip. Are you guys with me? But you can be intense without being nuts. And here's why. You hold the outcome in your open hand. Are you with me? So the intensity is in the day, and I'm holding a result out with an open hand. Okay. Again, it's tough. It's like being a pastor's kid. My kids are tough because they're always in the seminar because it's free content. My daughter, Anna, might be the only person I've met in my life who's more intense than me. Very intense competitor. Okay? So she was a two-time state gymnastics champion. And we used to watch her, and she'd push herself and push herself and push herself. I'm like, "Eh, okay, there's a long-term track record here. Hey, let's get into something more fun and relaxing horse riding, right? So she gets into dressage, which is gymnastics on horseback. Only the boogers cost more than every house I've ever owned. (laughs) And so she's won two national championships. Two weeks from now, she's trying to go up to Chicago and win her third national championship. World championship with the Americans. Great stuff. But she said something to me the other day that was, kid, it was the greatest thing you've ever said to me. And it's the greatest evidence of success I've ever heard. Now, she was up this morning. What time did you leave this morning? 4.30. Got the ride in, did your thing, trained your horses, whatever else, came here, Dad did the makeup for you, and away you go. (laughs) We're very close. We're very close. But about two weeks ago, she said, Dad, this is her new horse, Don Diego. She said, Dad, of all the championships and all the things and representing the country and everything else, those have all been great. But she says, just getting to ride that horse every day is the greatest I've ever felt about anything. And I thought, ooh, we got something now. Because now where she's developed to is the contentment in the pursuit every day. And the outcome is not like win the national championship or not. Now, trust me, she's going to fight, bite, scratch, and claw to do it. Get to the Olympics, next Olympics, 20 years from now, whatever else. She's on that path. That's what she wants to do. Up 4.30 in the morning, she'll be working out tonight, 11, 12 o'clock at night. That's how it normally works. Intense, but content. Now, if a young gal like her can get it, we all can get it. Is that true? So you can be honest, open hand. And it's the joy of what is in each and every day. It's the joy of the work you do. It's the people that you serve. Finding the joy in the people that you serve. You know, real estate, we can get on the treadmill. In fact, the more successful we become, never lose the joy. Handing that first-time buyer a set of keys and looking at the look in the eye, never forget that. You know, getting that thing figured out and just having that sense of satisfaction, never forget that. What is that part of what you do that brings you that joy? And then you can be intense and content at the same time. Now, that's not a simple thing, but it's a very powerful thing. You guys with me? Number six, master your emotions. Basically, don't throw golf clubs master is the word I want you to circle, okay? By the way, you're going to hear this more and more. How many of you have taken the pathway to mastery so far? Okay, and we've got you on this path to go from the essentials to the advanced to the mastery. And many of our clients are like, yeah, let me know when the advanced comes out. Mm -mm 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 -mm. No one will ever take the advanced course who hasn't taken the essentials course because what you're going to master are these essentials. Does that make sense? But personally, that ladder is the same. 
to go from level, stability, success, significance. There's that same ladder. So I want to give you a little tip you can write in the margin of your workbook here on the pathway for your emotions and for your business and for your life. So first of all, what we try to do is get fired up. And what we do here is we want to get you fired up with events. When the MMA champion the other day says, do you just want to get these people fired up? I go, absolutely I do. If I don't do that, I haven't done my job. I want people fired up. And one of the ways to do is you get fired up with events. You go, you just feel it here. So we fire up with events. The next thing is we shore up. You shore up with training. You shore up the fundamentals. You shore up the gaps. And here's a key word. I-N-G. Ing. It's train what? Ing. It's not train ed. Training. What makes the special forces in the United States military the best in the world? All they do is they're training every day. Every day. Every day. Training, training, training. You want to be the best? Listen, if you want to be special, you've got to be training all the time. And that's how you shore up. You shore up gaps. You shore up your fundamentals. You shore up your performance. And then lastly, rise up. You rise up above the competition. Rise up above your circumstances. Rise up above your community. Rise up above your environment. You rise up, and that's where you get coaching. I can put that over sports. I can put that over business. I can put that over physical fitness. I can put that over diet and nutrition. I can put that over spirituality. I can put it over almost anything. And it'll be the same principle. You guys with me? And that's why you guys are in the game. I think the biggest thing for you guys is you don't actually know, you know, how on the ball you are. That's what I'm saying. When people come here who are tried and true speakers and presenters, what used to happen is years ago, I'm like, hey, do you want to come? And they're like, who are you? No, not really. Now we have to sort through the people who want to be here. You follow me? I'm like, nah, you're not their type. (laughs) No, they'd eat you alive. No, you're not. That weak stuff's not going to work right here. Number seven, differentiate between joy and happiness. Differentiate between joy and happiness. Now, we have great speakers on happiness. We've had Sean Aker with happiness. We've had a lot of people talk about happiness. Fantastic stuff. Two things can be good simultaneously. Are you guys with me? But what's happened is we constantly confuse these two. And I want to kind of give you a little thing. You can write this all bonus content right in the margin if you'd like. And so it's differentiate between joy and happiness. Okay? So joy is a state or a condition. It's kind of permanent. Happiness is an emotion. Emotions are fantastic. Emotions, like the word is motion. You see this? This is going to be a revelation to you. E-motion. E-motion. Motion. What's the word motion mean? It moves. So guess what? I'm happy. That's not a permanent state. I'm sad. That doesn't have to be a permanent state. Emotion is the E, what you're feeling, and the motion. It comes and it goes. It comes and it goes. Are you guys with me? Joy, it's constant. Happiness, it's temporary. Joy is constant. Happiness is temporary. Joy, this is big, is internal. Happiness is external. Now, please understand both of these things are good. I want to be both joyful and happy. I want to be both joyful and I want to be happy. I want both. Am I happy all the time? I'm always a joyful guy. I'm not always a happy guy. And so you have to find those things that give you joy. 
and have them in your mind. And I have made lists. And the more a list I've made of the things that bring me joy, the more those lists grow. And the more I understand I have these things. And, and you know what? Here's what they are. They're almost none of the things that are striving. The things that bring me the most joy are usually not the things where they're striving. It, it's simple things. Now, when my bride and I walk on this particular beach, hold hands and walk down that beach, it's like tip of the toes to the soles. And looking forward to that, we know where it is. We've been there more than 100 times, 100 trips. And we know, and we get on that plane, and we look forward to that. I mentioned to you, the kids hanging out, having these little chats. People ask me all the time, like, I get all these letters, 3,000, 4,000 letters a month. You've changed my life. You've done this. You have this. You have that. You have all these things, whatever else. Like, what brings you joy? There's a lot of these things bringing me joy. One of the greatest things that brings me joy in my career is when you guys are writing goals. That's why for 30 years, every time I've taught, I've had people write goals. Why? Because I know the transformation it made for me and has made for me, makes for me, and will make for me. And when I hear that silence and I hear those pens gone and we play the music... I'm just filled with joy at the prospect that everyone in this room is like going through this. It's just a cool deal. Like in my work life, that's like, that's the symphony of hope, confidence, expectation, the beginning of a plan, decisions, assertions. Here it comes. Change is about to happen. That didn't get any better. Number eight, think in terms of decades. Our neighbor, Mr. Gates, says this. He says, most people overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in 10 years. When successful people tell you what they're doing, take it to heart. Number nine, take massive action. Massive action. It's like all in. Okay? Duck hunting with a bazooka. When we're going, we're going. All right, once we decide to do something, Katie by the door, all in. All in. And then you live with the consequences. Live with the consequences. Okay? Thomas Jefferson said this. Do you want to know who you are? Don't ask. Act. Action will delineate and define you. I love that quote. Here's the thing. This dude kind of did some things. Like you go to Washington, D.C., they kind of have a big old piece of stone representing them, right? It's called a monument. Jefferson. Okay? We still live by, in this country, one of the documents he was one of the creators of. Okay? Like, this is like kind of the founding fathers. And here's the definitive quote of his whole career. Do you want to know who you are? Now, this is 250 years ago. This is not psychobabble. Do you want to know who you are? Don't ask. Act. Action will delineate and define you. You know who I don't want to be around? People of good intentions. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't want to be around that. People with oh, good intentions. They got a good heart. They got a good heart. Just got a good heart. I want to see good feet, good hands. Do. Don't tell me. Go do. And number 10, never go it alone. Never go it alone. Here's a great quote. African proverb. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do one of my favorite things because it's one of your favorite things because the key is what you get out of this event, not what's put into you. So this is the first of one of our writing exercises. So I have this written in the form of an affirmation for yourself, and it's my scrolls 
for a successful life, right? So that's you. It's your mind, not my mind. Everybody with me? First question is, what decision can I make today that can have an immediate impact? Any area of your life, what decision could you make? What have you been mulling over and hither yon? It could be small. What can I make? What can my morning routine create more anticipation for my day? You might start out, leg out of the bed. What's the word you might say? What one thing do I need to have no plan B for? What strengths do I truly possess? Where do I have a need to have a greater sense of urgency where I need to act? What emotion undermines me and what can I do about it? What brings me joy? Where have I played small? Where have I procrastinated? Who can help me? All these are, these might be one word, they might be one sentence. The design here is to get you thinking. This motor is going to start running in your head, and this motor is going to run for days and days, and this is going to get clearer and clearer. You might get some great clarity now. You're definitely going to get some later. If you write down something, it affects the neural pathways in the brain, and now it's seared in there. You will think about this. Pick up your pen. We're going to play some music to help you relax. And just write whatever comes to your mind, not what you should write, what's on your mind, what's in your heart. Away you go. All right. Just finish up where you're at. How many of you have one or two of these that are just blank? Let me see your hands. Yeah, good. Nice and high. Look around. You're not alone. How many of you writing these things in the blank brought up a lot of emotions for you? Can I see your hands? Okay, then. You're not alone either. So here's what we just did. We just did an exercise that has a whole bunch of science behind it. A guy won a Nobel Prize for the work. Okay. And what just happened is those particular questions, what I want you to do is sometime before you go to sleep tonight, I want you to review every one of those questions. And then you're going to start your routine a little, just a few minutes earlier tomorrow. Right leg goes out. What do you say? Hello. Hello. And then I want you to go back to the list. And I want you to grab five minutes for yourself in the morning. And I want you to go back and revisit that list. I want you to read out loud what you wrote. And then I want you to write a little bit more. If there is emotion and tears that came to mind, good, because you squeeze an orange, out comes orange juice, because that's what's inside. And we're about to put that stuff to work for us. If you had a blank, it's because you have a big thought in that area. Let me say it again. If you have a blank, it's you have a big thought in that area. And so tomorrow morning, first leg out of bed, what do we say? Then what are we doing? You're going to read it. And how are you going to read it? going to read it out loud. And then I want you to go revisit it again. And what's about to happen is some of these very things that we just looked at right here, these are big. This is big. These are the 10 tips for a successful life. Open the book. Here it is. It's all in here. People are like, Brian, you're a genius. No, I just read the book. Listen, I will persist until I succeed. I was not delivered into this world into defeat, nor does failure course in my veins. I am not a sheep waiting to be prodded by my shepherd. 
I am a lion, and I refuse to talk, to walk, to sleep with the sheep. The slaughterhouse of failure is not my destiny. I will persist until I succeed. Does that sound like the right way to start your day, yes or no? We're going to go attack these things. We're going to get after these things because the successful life is waiting for you. And here's what I'm going to say. Change is possible. Transformation is possible. Absolutely, positively, your best days can be ahead. No question about it. No question. The best life is yours to have. Well, we really hope you enjoyed today's bonus episode. And as always, here's Brian's mum, Therese, to send us on our way. May the road rise up to meet you. And may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time. Bye.